Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi. Hi, this is Kate, otherwise known as the Duchess of New Jersey. When I'm not busy hanging out at the beach, when I'm not busy telling people off, being a bluesy, or watching someone pump gas for me, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. And now I'd like to introduce the star of the show, Eric Zane. It's riveting. Thank you, Kate. I did that. I did that. One of those Biden stickers. I got, I did that. Now, believe me, I don't. Unless I see point by point specific evidence that it's actually Joe Biden did that for gas. I, I'm not going to dive in with you with you folks who say, oh, yeah, it's Joe Biden's fault for the gas. All I know is the sticker is funny. I did that. I, I love it. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'm so glad you're here. The weekend is here, and I'm I'm just now starting to get really, really uh, uh, freaking busy. Oh, my God. That is why, that is why th- the days rip by so fast. Because, like yesterday... Uh, let's see, two hours of what, two hours and 15 minutes of free podcasting, 40 minutes of Patreon podcasting. That's two hours and 55 minutes, an hour and 40 of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. That's three fifty-five, four. Wait a minute. 4.35, four hours and 35 minutes of podcasting. And then in between, I made the Insane Asylum, which is not live, but I recorded it. It takes about an hour, uh, one hour of my time to put it all together. So, wow, that is, that is a lot of time. That's five hours and 35 minutes right there. So that's, that's a fucking, you're like, oh, well, that's nothing. Well, there's a lot more to it than that because then all the time, uh, that's boring. It doesn't fucking matter. And my point on this is that it's, that's why I need like several days in a row where I just sit around and do nothing, masturbate, and then that's it. Actually, I don't need that. I don't need that at all. First of all, I have no sex drive. It's it's just gone. It doesn't it's uh it's so weird this medicine I take. But it really it's conducive 
for uh, when you don't have a lot of time because if you don't have a lot of time, the one thing you want is to have a low sex drive because if you have a high sex drive and you have no time to have sex, you just walk around beaten off all day and every, and every spare moment. It's awful. I, can, I don't know that for sure. So, all right. My gosh. Shoo. Uh, man, I've got a lot of uh, uh, things here that uh, to talk about. Um, some of it's not so good. I've got some, it's kind of like, um, this is a weird bit of uh, story curating that I had to go through because a lot of the stories that I, uh, I, I've got my work cut out for me today to try to keep you. Well, I'm probably going to draw some anger because of the story selection today. Um, there's a lot of really negative stories. When uh, the war that just began is the one that I think is the least problematic of stories that will draw anger or upset emotions out of you, then you know it's going to be that type of day. So I'll, I'll do my best. I mean, again, I can only present what the day brings, you know? So that's what I'll do. Uh, what I'm also going to do right now is drink this coffee because I got it late. That's why I was like a minute or two late on the actual start of the show. But um, bear with me, please. That's one. I need another. All right. That was a little too warm. Is it normal um, when, okay, so I got done with the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast yesterday. More on that in a second. And I was starving. Uh, my eating is uh, uh, one of the things that's gone out the window in this um, ridiculous level of uh, busyness. Well, it, it's been out the window. Is eating like a normal human being. So, basically... All I had to eat was a bowl of oatmeal. And I will say it was just oatmeal. There's nothing else in it. It's just oatmeal. I don't put, I didn't put sugar in it. Not a thing. And I finished that and I went, okay, now this is great. Oatmeal. You can't go wrong with that. It says right on the, on the container, one bowl and you're good till lunch. And you know, I believe that because it's, you know, it's your mother used to say it sticks to your ribs. And uh, then as I, uh, on the center, in the center of our kitchen, there's this island and there's a uh, container, a bowl full of jelly beans, old school jelly beans, the shit no one really buys too. And so it's, they're dirt cheap. And they're the spiced ones, spiced jelly beans. And it's like one of them tastes like toothpaste, you know, and then you, uh, I think the white ones taste like tooth toothpaste or they're, they're terrible. And then the black ones taste like black licorice. And then there's orange and pink and green and red. And I'm, I'm, as I'm walking by there, I'm grabbing handfuls of jelly beans all fucking day long. And then I'm like looking at my big fat gut and I'm like, I can't figure out why, you know? And then, so 
that's it. So by the time I got done with the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which was an absolute riot, um, I've got 10 minutes before I have to leave the house. That's why we did the podcast at 4 p.m. on Thursday, because I have to go to the uh, world-famous posh Deltaplex and um, do the basketball game. So I need food. I'm starving. And uh, I open up the freezer, and we have leftover frozen mozzarella sticks from the Super Bowl party. And I'm like, oh, my God. I love these so much. I'm going to murder these. These things are going down. And I just dumped them in a bowl and just put them in in the microwave. I mean, there's nothing worse in preparing in mozzarella sticks that are, like, microwaved. You might as well just be eating, like, rubber. And uh, I I murdered him. It was uh, I got done with that, and I'm like, I wow, I already feel terrible. Get to the uh, basketball arena, and uh, they they always have these giant cookies, and I of course I killed one of those too. And then I was in a terrible mood. I just felt bad. I just felt like an asshole. God, why do I do that? Addiction what this is i need 30 days 30 days in the hole of committing to this but i haven't committed to this for well over a year maybe even two it's just so shitty i'm just such an asshole it is um i had so much success in quitting alcohol I have had zero success in um, eating appropriately. And, well, I mean, I used to, I guess, but that was a different time, different person. And now I have this uh, physical looming. I think it's like March 9th. Uh, No, I am dreading this. I'm dreading two things. My taxes, which Tuesday with uh, the tax hobbit and I'm dreading my physical because Byers is going to get in there and he's just going to take one look at my blood work. And he's going to go, good God. Well, last year you were at 140 LDL cholesterol. Now you're at 165. I'm putting you on medicine and I'll be like, Oh fuck. You ever like, um, have something that you don't that you're not looking forward to looming and you already and you predict the result okay this is why this is how anxiety was created because we've been successful at predicting the result and then it came true so like you know if you're going to fail a test because you didn't prepare and then you fail well yeah that's that's it that's how it works You just have that feeling. And that's why anxiety is important because it, it means you should not do it. If, if you, if it makes you feel bad, don't take, skip the test, drop out of school. Don't go to the doctor, do all the, no, don't do any of this. This is terrible advice. Fuck. Aram says, look at the upside. You can tell the doctor how much you can bench. It's crazy because I was uh, 
sitting there at the scorer's table and the head coach of the Maine Celtics, the guy is, I mean, he is built. He looks so like healthy. And I was like, absolutely jealous. Excuse me. Because I'm like, look at that guy. You know, he's worked his ass off to look that way. Why can't I do that? Now, the truth be told, he's probably like 33 years old. And I'll be 52 in July. But I feel like I'm 72. Damn it. I have got to turn this around. I have to. All right. So, yeah, we have the physical schedule. Uh, This show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio each and every day of the week, work week, I should say, at about the same time, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thank you for being part of it. If you ever want to reach me, send me an email, an old school email on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. It's also a link on my website, ericzaneshow.com. You can, uh, if you ever want to reach out to me, merchandise is all there. Sponsors, in case you miss a sponsor, but I talk about every day. And uh, or you just need any time. You just want to say hello. Please do that. I appreciate the feedback. Stand by. Um, at the basketball yesterday, basketball game yesterday, I should say. Another another incident with the clock slash shot clock. And it is so damn awkward. And I, oh boy. You know, after the incident, just over six years ago, incident, it was just the dumbest thing in the world. Stupidest thing to get fired for, making fun of a guy's shot clock and pants. But anyway, um, nothing's changed because the shit's still fucked up. And I, it, it, it just keeps repeating. Uh, yesterday, or earlier in the year, there was a moment where, you know, the game's getting ready to start. And then they do the tip off and then the clock doesn't move. The ref blows the whistle. He says, what's up? Yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, they didn't know what the hell. I don't even know how it ended up. They ended up taking all the wires out of it. Well, this all happened again yesterday, second time. And, oh, my God. The last time it happened, I, I was like, I'm not saying a word. And I didn't want to bust out the same jokes again. So this time I just sat there. And it, oh, God, I'm just crawling out of my skin. Because it's just fucking terrible. Um, the ref starts the game. They do the tip off. And then same thing. The clock hasn't started. And it's supposed to start. I don't know how it works. But the guy at the board pushes a button. And then the clock and the shot clock start. And then a lot of it is automated. And there's this remote thing. It's all very boring and complex. But it's not working. So the ref goes... Hey, uh, everything, everything okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I think so. The dude operating it. And uh, she says, okay, well, take a few seconds off because, you know, each quarter is 12 minutes. She goes, okay, I need 11.58 on the clock and I need 22 seconds on the shot clock because it's 24-second shot clock. And guy goes, okay, I'll get it. And uh, 
it it uh, her whistle talks to the remote when she blows her whistle. Uh, well, no, actually, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, the guy then they inbound the ball, and the dude starts it again, and the clock doesn't go again. She again blows her whistle. Crew chief, <clears throat> her name's Cheryl, and uh, she says, "Hey, what's up?" You know. So then there, it's all hands on deck. You see all these different dudes, nerds from the scorers table are unplugging shit and. Joel, the guy who owns the joint, is standing there too. This is the guy. He's been here in the studio with me, Joel Langloy, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm right next to the fucking clock. And I'm just like, and everybody's looking at me, and and look over my shoulder, and there's Joel, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is just, and it's going on. And all the players, are all they all just are like trying to stay warmed up. You know, these are... These are athletes. It's not, they're, they're ready to play. And it must have been like four, five painstaking minutes of them trying to figure this shit out. And the guy who runs it is an older dude. So he's kind of like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, oh no. And then finally he says, I'll just do it manually. I was like, well, yeah, you should have done that four minutes ago. Because he cannot, he can override it with a manual override, and and the electronic, it does. Ah, uh, it's just fucking. It was terrible. It was awful. God, I hated it. Um. Crank says, "You sure the ref's name was Cheryl?" Yeah, yeah, I am. Why? I don't understand what you're talking about. She's a crew chief. Uh I don't, I don't, I don't get what you're, what you're talking about. Crank, explain yourself. I'm confused. Um, then, okay, well, you know what? I better just stop the story right there. Because if I say anything else, it's going to turn into a shit show. And I just don't want that. All right. There's always something to talk about. And I saw a five foot eight inch guy dunk like you wouldn't believe. There's this dude for the main Celtics who... He's, he's a little buddy, you know, um, he's about five, eight. So he's about six, seven inches taller than Patriot Nick. But the dude looked like, I mean, he was a brick shit house, incredible muscularity and a big, thick, fat P H A T ass. And I am not kidding you like clockwork. I, I lean over to my spot or Ben and I go, you know, you, you see that guy right there. This is like midway through the game. I go, he looks like the type of guy. That if he jumped, the only thing that would slow him down is the ceiling. He just looks like he could, he, he's like a, a walking uh, a, a spring, just ready to pop. And I'm not kidding you. A second after I said that, he's got the ball on the baseline. He does a crossover dribble, and then he goes in, and he throws down this monster. He's so little, his hand can't even palm the ball. He's like Spud Webb. He uh he had to like you have momentum, but he did it with one hand. He like went up with two and then let go with one hand and with one hand threw the fucking thing down and the rims this little ball of muscle. It'd be like if Bruce the dog he's like Bruce, uh a ball of muscle, that just a bowling ball. And he threw that fucking thing down and I was like, Holy shit, what did I just see? It was spectacular. I wish I had a clip of it. I've never seen it. When you see a little buddy like that dunk a ball, it is, oh my God. Look up clips of Spud Webb. Old school, like 30 years ago, this little shit 
would run around. He won the dunk contest over like Michael Jordan or something like that. I mean, it's one thing to see a guy who's six foot five or six foot eight throw it down. You see a little shit get that much elevation and just throw the fucking ball down. Jesus. Oh. Spud Web dunks. All right. Here you go. In case you've never seen this, man. I mean, this is uh this was incredible. I'll never forget this. When little Spud Webb started throwing it down back in the day. Holy shit. There he is. Look at this. Come on. It doesn't even look real. He's so little, it doesn't even look real. My God, did you see that? Look at it. Okay, sorry. He out, he outdueled Dominique Wilkins, not Michael Jordan, but Dominique was I mean, he was an incredible dunker too. I mean, it's like a little boy is throwing down monster dunks is what it looks like. It's like Emmanuel Lewis or Gary Coleman throwing it down. Palm the ball. It's really terrific to see that happen. And what that does, it gives so much hope to all the little men. He looks real happy too, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, fuck yes, I'm little. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bang this chick over here. Look at the attire. Why is this woman wearing a tuxedo here? What the fuck is that? Throughout the country. Okay, he's only five foot seven. Holy shit. So I would tower over Spud Webb. Man. And he's, you know, a foot taller than our very own Patriot Nick. Spud and Dominique were teammates. I remember uh, Spud Webb. Um, I might have shown this before. Let's see. Spud Webb. Yeah. Um, Spud Webb played um, basketball in some minor league team before he uh, went to the NBA with Minute Bowl. <laughs> look at look at this shit. <laughs> so you've got seven foot seven inch Minute Bowl and and this guy, little buddy. What what an image. I cannot get over how skinny Minute Bowl was. He passed away. Uh and then and then Manute played on a team with Muggsy Bogues, who's two inches shorter than Webb. Muggsy Bogues. Now, I don't know if Muggsy Bogues could dunk at five foot five, but Muggsy Bogues, I think, if you see in this image, 
Muggsy Bogues actually looks like uh, Peter Dinklage. I mean, he has the body type. If he if he had a head that was like 15 times the normal size of a, of a regular dude, he would be Peter Dinklage. Old school Converse All-Stars. But, you know, as it is, he's just a little buddy. What a phenomenal picture this is. My God, dude, this bull had to be an alien. He had to be. And now his son, Bull Bull, which I don't understand the name there, but whatever. Who am I to judge? Josh says it's like pre and post stretch Armstrong. <laughs> um, Candyman Mike. That's the last time the dunk contest was good. I feel like I'm watching Nick dunking a donut in coffee. I don't know what's more amazing. Watching Spud Webb dunk or seeing Patriot Nick on my porch. It's like he, you know, he knocked. And then I looked out and I was like, hey, did someone knock? And I don't see anyone. And I walk away and then he knocks again. And I come back. And go, what the fuck? Who's knocking on the door? But the, the door, the window only comes out halfway, you know, halfway down. If it was a window, if, if it was the door was made of just window, then I would barely be able to see him below the eight inch step there. But fuck. All right. So the busy weekend began yesterday. Um, the gold won the game. First time in a while. Isaiah Thomas was in town. He scored 30. Uh, today, okay, podcast my ass off. Uh, both free and Patreon. Wash the NFK's asshole. Take the NFK to a scheduled doctor's appointment. We have a 2 p.m. Take a look at how he's healing. All right. Get back from that. We've got hockey tonight. Uh, I've got a bunch of things to publish. I got to publish uh, Ben and Eric audio. I got to publish Lost Zane recordings. I've got a voice track for Big 101.3. The fun hits you know. I've got hockey on Saturday night and Sunday. At, I got to be up at five in the morning because Johnny Ilk over at um, Wood Radio is uh, had to take a personal day. So your old pal Eric Zane has to fill in as board op extraordinaire. Um, yeah, that's right. Board oping duties on Wood Radio for the David Carrier show. Okay. At 7 a.m. 7 to 9 a.m. That's right. I am doing this job that I have to do. Is a job that I did when I was 20 and working in radio. It is that entry level of a job. Did I say no when they asked me to do it? Hell no. Always say yes. That's what I told Stefan Hyde. Always say yes. 
someone asks you, it could be worse. If they don't ask you, you're not needed, and that means you're fucked. Keep yourself a commodity. As a commodity, say yes. Even though it's the most humiliating thing that has ever happened. So that is the weekend in a nutshell. Ukraine. Oh my God. Some really horrible shit. Let's start with this. CNN's coverage. I saw a huge posted this. Uh, it starts out as, you know, simply um, a shot of the landscape. The people are panicking. And then CNN decides to keep you posted by going with the commercial on the split screen. Wait till you see this. I talked about it on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. This is Kiev or whatever, some city in the Ukraine. Everybody take cover. CNN all over it. No problem. Everything's good so far. And then look, killing good in the neighborhood. They go to the Applebee's split screen commercial. What? No. 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 We got cowboy guys shaking his ass. Russia invades Ukraine. And some fucking hilljack shaking his ass on the Applebee's commercial. This is another reason to hate America. This is why we deserve to be bombed. It's because of shit like this. Someone needs to lose their job for that. My God. The locals in Kiev, which the mayor of Kiev is... um, former heavyweight boxing champion and legend Vitaly Klitschko uh, have been told to make Molotov cocktails. I am not even kidding. 17,000 guns have been given away. And all men aged 16 to 99 have been ordered that they cannot leave Ukraine. You must stay there so you can fight. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm in my house and I'm in Kiev and I've got a family and wife and kids and my only defense is a couple of bottles filled with gasoline and a t-shirt that I'm going to light and throw at a jet um, and the president is telling me to stay put so I can fight. Um, I'm leaving. Fuck you. And even if, if there's, I'm just going to walk, I'm just going to walk out and then just, uh, uh, uh that I, my ch- chances of survival are better. If I just walk out of Kiev with my family, like, a fucking Guatemalan refugee trying to walk into America. My chances of survival are better if I walk west 
until I hit the ocean and swim to America with my family. My odds of surviving are better there than they would be if I stay in this house and throw a Molotov cocktail at a supersonic fighter jet. You assholes. What the fuck are we supposed to do? So I'm just going to tell you, I would not die for my country and I'm leaving. Um, Fuck you. There is no way in hell I'm staying here with you assholes throwing bottles at tanks. Suck my ass. Which is a lot of what we talked about on the Ben and Eric Pop Patreon podcast last night. President Zelensky has taken off his suit and put on some type of olive green hunting slash military sweat sweater or something like that with, uh, I don't know, I guess it makes him whatever, dude. Why even bother? Come on. Yeah, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. But, I mean, um, I guess I'm just not patriotic enough. But if I'm in a country that has, you know, basically a slingshot and uh, a couple of BB guns taking on the military might of Russia, uh, no, I'm giving up. And that's the end of it. You can have it. Come on in. I'm saying welcome in. Yes. Welcome them in. That's what you need to survive. Otherwise, you're dead. Kick that can down the road. Live to fight another day. Fuck it, man. And all this talk, you I, I hear all the usual suspects. You know who you are saying, this is Biden's fault. This is Joe Biden's fault. This wouldn't happen if Trump was in there. Biden's weak. You're so full of shit. Oh, my God. Because it doesn't matter who would be in the White House. It doesn't. Um, Because are you telling me that Trump would do anything or any president other than Biden would be doing anything other than what is happening right now? There is no choice. You're looking at a world superpower with nuclear capabilities and a crazy man. You know, like you look at like Kim Jong-un or the Iranians like, ah, boy, man. If they ever get nuclear weapons, that's going to be a bad state for the world. That's why we're trying to keep these countries uh, from uh, from expanding their nuclear capabilities. Well, we don't have that option with Russia, dicks. Okay? So, yeah, I, I absolutely understand um, why, you know, my, my point of view that, oh, yeah, uh, if there was any president in the White House, it doesn't matter. You're not going to do anything. What are you going to do, fucking fight Russia? And then this crazy man's going to lob a few at you? He doesn't give a fuck. Give me a break. It just looks terrible on Biden because he can't, uh, you know, he has to wear a diaper and can't even complete a fucking sentence. So, you know, in that way, I understand actually why a lot of you uh, knuckleheads believe that this is all Joe Biden's fault. And it kind of... I mean, it appears that way because he can't, like I said, can't complete a sentence. He's, he's fucking unfit for office. I'll go that far with you. But don't think for a second that if anyone else was in the White House, this would be a different result. It wouldn't. It wouldn't at all. NATO doesn't take this uh, um, 
defending the Ukraine seriously in any way. No one does. The world is going to absolve ourselves of any responsibility to defending these people. Okay? We're going to let it slide. Ukraine is going to be uh, taken over by the Russians, and they want Zelensky out. They want their land back. They are slowly but surely going to recreate the Soviet Union. It wouldn't surprise me if over time, after they took out Ukraine, they went to every other country that used to be part of the Soviet Union and tried to make them red again, to bring it back. I'm back in the, I'm back in the USSR. They're going to change the flag back to the uh, uh, orange uh, Nikolai Volkov singing the anthem. Wouldn't surprise me at all. It's a dictator with nuclear arms. You're not going to do shit about it. Come on. Uh, the Russians are flat out nuts. This would be another reason why I wouldn't be interested in defending the homeland. This actually happened yesterday. Some asshole Russian pilot is flying over some neighborhood. Look, it's all ramshackle. And, and, and the Russian pilot ha- on his radar, um, it is, you know, like on Top Gun, you know, the, you see the fighter jet in the crosshairs. And then you would, would launch the missile. Well, in this scenario, the Russian fighter sees a mom and a baby. So as he's flying in, he goes, all right, all systems go. Fire on mom and her baby. Here comes the plane. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Did you see that? Look at You can see it coming in here. This is the Russian fighter. And by the way, fucking war. Ridiculous. Why is this happening? I mean, go ahead and blow up the strategic locations. I get that. But this is for this is this is why this is why if we go after Putin, if you think for a second that he's not going to lob a nuclear missile, look at this shithead is blowing up a neighborhood. My God, this is terrifying. Oh, shit. The fuck is going on in the world? Ugh. So don't sit there and armchair quarterback me and tell me that any that any other president other than Joe Biden would get a different result. You're full of shit. This this sucks in every way, shape, and form. Uh, but outside of starting World War III, a nuclear war, um, that's why we will do nothing. We will do nothing. And you know what? That is a great move. Don't do a damn thing. All right, your sanctions, which don't mean shit as of right now. I was hearing one um, uh, political whatever on the Today Show said, yeah, sanctions, I mean, they take forever to actually affect anything. It's, you know, you're keeping people from their money. You're keeping people. And I don't know. Come on. It's not going to change anything. Putin's a madman. We have a madman in the world. So what you have is 
in a scenario in the past, you had like uh, Germany, Nazi Germany, and Hitler, a madman, uh, trying to take over the world. Um, the U.S. tried to stay out of that war and kept kicking that can down the road while England was bombed for more than 50 nights. London, I mean, every night, they go, all right, what do you want to do? Yeah, we could gather around the radio. No, let's go in the bomb shelter. And then the Luftwaffe would just bomb the shit out of them. I mean, rubble, London, destroyed. We still didn't get involved. It wasn't until Japan went after the U.S. that we got involved. You get a moment like um, Saddam Hussein invading Kuwait. The only reason why we didn't run to the rescue, why we ran to the rescue of Kuwait, in my opinion, is because of the oil. All right. Um, I don't think it was because we cared in any humanitarian way uh, for the uh, people in Kuwait. Uh, Ukraine, now we have a maniac similar to Hitler, similar to Saddam Hussein, but a nuclear arsenal, the nuclear arsenal. And I don't think he is afraid to use that in any way, shape, or form. So if the way to um, establish yourself in the world is to make the rest of the world scared of you, well, that's he's successful then. Otherwise, we would have done something. And if anybody says, well, a different president would have gone in there and kicked his ass, you would have? Really? You're going to run the risk of a full-scale nuclear war? Fuck that. I know it sounds terrible, but for the greater good of the world, I'm going to take Lady and her baby over, you know, the U.S. So fuck that. That is terrible. And it's a really bad scenario that the world is going through right now, but... I mean, shit. This is this is the worst. I don't have a I don't have a uh, an answer, but I know that nuclear war is uh, is not the outcome. And Putin's like, well, I just want my land back. Nobody's gonna stop him. Not no one is going to do shit, and he knows it. Right now, he is the big swinging dick in the world, the superpower, and um. The only way this is going to end is when he takes that over. So let's hope it's quick and painless. And I honestly want, I hope the Ukrainians lay down their arms. There's nothing you can do here. There isn't a damn thing to avoid the bloodshed. Hand over Zelensky. The military say, we're not, we're not going to try. We have no hope here. So to keep our babies alive, take it, do what you will. Bring it up. Welcome them back. Make them cookies and milk. Okay? Live to fight another day. I am not buying this. I mean, come on. If you fight, you're going to die. Adam says, looks like a quote, the only way to win is not to play. That's like from a song or something like that. Uh, Turkey and Poland will be the next countries to fall to Russia. Perhaps. Trump would have gone in there. Yeah, and I don't know if that would be a great idea. 
Trump still says nice things about Putin every chance he gets. Well, I'll tell you this. Trump says it's all Joe Biden's fault. Putin needs to be dragged down the street and beaten senseless until he realizes that's not his land. That's not going to happen. Someone invite Putin to the next Zaniac, Zaniac Zoom. That's true, Mike. We could do that. Aram says this is a stupid take. Why do you say that? What is your suggestion? What is your, what is your, um, the alternate thing? I, I would love to hear you give me the, uh, the opposing point of view. In fact, I am going to call you so you can tell me yourself what is so stupid. There you go. Hey. Welcome in, Aram. How are you? Good. Tell me what is stupid about my take. Well, you're just, uh, you're you're telling Putin to go ahead and take over the world. I'm telling the Ukrainian. I didn't say that. You, I didn't say that. I said Ukrainians should lay down their arms. Yeah, but then when does it stop? I don't know. When does he stop invading countries? So do you think that the Ukrainians have a chance to defeat Russia? I have no idea. Okay, so if it's but you, I think, you I would... Think encouraging him is not the answer. Yeah, well, um, I don't know. For me, it's either you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And I don't think that, I think there has to be a diplomatic solution to this. And that too, too many people will die if I you agree. fight this. Yes. So. I agree. And I think, uh, I think probably the way we've been doing business uh, up till now has not been, you know, good for the long game. And you realize the nuclear capability of this country. I mean, I don't need to remind anybody about that with an instant. He is, he is capable of this. And, and if your if your strategy is just to call his bluff, who's going to gamble with the world? No one. Right. 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 So I don't know if that's an option to say, yeah, try it. I just, I don't, I think that that's ridiculous. Well, I'm wondering what China's thinking about it, about this. China um, said nothing negative about what Russia has done, and they also blame the West. So that's another thing. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I don't want a billion Chinese people getting involved in this. (laughs) Because this could, I mean, seriously, think about that. If this, if we, and, and the options are give up Ukraine, just take it or, or then, I mean, there, there are so many crazy options that could take place that could make this infinitely worse, you know, that I don't know, man. I don't know if that's such a bad idea to just lay down your arms. I read, um, all I have are questions. I don't really have any answers. Uh, I read that Canada is in trouble if he takes over Ukraine. Canada, I don't. I don't know anything about that. Wow! Yeah, I just read that this morning. The Canada's like that. That's an issue. Okay, well, I'd have to read up on that. I can't figure out how that would be. Uh, mm. But um, yeah, 
Can you imagine if Canada, if Canada gets now? Listen, if it gets too if it gets too big, like if the war starts to like we if we start to get the idea that all right he's going to try to take over the world, well then if it, we're going to have to say all right fuck it and then get involved, you know, actually fight, you know, and, yeah, yeah. And, and that's well, not I beyond mean, don't the. Do you think that the um the, the all the weapons we gave the Taliban when we ran out of there that Ukraine could use those? Well, we, uh, I can promise you the Ukrainians will have armaments that, well, us and the rest of the world have given them. I hope so. And, and, I can, and that's, that, that's rest assured. And so they are supported by the U.S. So, and we did that in World War II as well. Uh, hell, we even lent our pilots to fight against before we even got in the war to help the British. But um, – this, if anybody thinks that this is just a little skirmish or something like that, they're sadly mistaken. This could, this could take off to, um, to affect every single one of us here in our warm homes, uh, eating our mozzarella sticks. This could turn into something so terrible, and there's really no way to try to steer this other than diplomatically. And if that doesn't work, then we may end up having to go fight. And that's fucking scary. Uh-huh. And what if, what if but I mean, what if uh, Putin threatens you and says, well, if you give them an extra tank, then I'm going to shoot a nuclear weapon. Yes. What do you do then? Yeah, that's, and that very well could happen. We're, we're already supporting them and the sanctions that we put on them. This could blow up in everybody's face. Yeah, this is terrible. All right. You know, our homeland of Armenia could be invaded. Yep. I know. I know. Bad, bad, bad stuff. Bad news. All right, buddy. I love All you. Right, I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. All right, buddy. I'll talk. <laughs> see you. I'll see you. Aram. I think he uh, came around to agreeing with me, by the way. What we need to do is just make. Putin the leader of the world we need to make him our president and we need to suck his dick I'm totally kidding come on now um in the back of my head I keep thinking that all we can do is just hope he stops at Ukraine I guess that sounds awful to me Arc Flash 480 writes, Dopey Biden was bragging about dropping Russia's stock market. As my 401k just lost $20,000. What a moron. Yeah, my advice to you, this is my advice to everybody. And Kyle says your 401k will recover, and it will. Don't let that slow you down. Just know that there's children dying. Do I need to show you the video of the lady uh, holding her baby as the Russian plane blew up the house? No one gives a shit about your 401k, you dumb fuck. The fuck kind of crack is that? Here we are talking about uh, potential nuclear war. This madman invading countries indiscriminately and dick fucks talking that he lost 20 G's kind of crack is that who's concerned about $20,000 with the threat of nuclear war looming 
You dumb shit. Hey, uh, so yeah, uh, we just had another country invaded and uh, nuclear war just uh, uh, started. Oh, man, I just lost $1,000. My advice to you is don't look at it. When the world is in economic turmoil, don't look at your 401k. And when you buy gas, don't look at the pump. I did that. Just put the gas in and get the fuck out of there. All right. <sighs> last night the ben and eric patreon podcast went down and man oh absolutely incredible we got off with a great start about um uh, a certain sexual act and the oddness of it and then our good pal saul came in and we had to get his point of view about the topic of eating ass. And Saul brought down the house. Because you see, Saul is extremely innocent. And, well, he's in a room full of miscreants. And, you know, but Saul's also a big boy. So we treat him like one of the guys. So the topic went on and on about ass eating and uh, we had to deal Saul in on it and we had uh, a number of other ridiculous topics that we touched on and uh, it was our third show in a row where um, it was better than the last one, okay? You know, because I, I get done with the show and I'm like, ah, that, that one wasn't bad but it wasn't as good as the week before. Three weeks in a row, the shows keep getting better. We're on to something. It's, it's like it's taken like forever to get this type of ridiculous vibe set up that makes me happy. But it, it really is off and running. I'm very, very happy with how that show is sounding. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. You can only get it on Patreon. I do give you a little free view of it uh, on this platform, the free platform um, audio. But the full thing is is what you need, man. Oh, God. So that is on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The Twitch stream is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Now, if you're not enjoying the show on Twitch, I want you to make your way online over there. Twitch.tv, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and hit follow. So you're following, you know when I go live. Uh, and then that's just another thing that helps me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. While you're there, if you scroll down, it says sign up with uh, Twitch Prime. You can sign up, subscribe, which is different than following. It's even better. You can subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account so that when you're watching it, you don't get any ads or anything like that and can use the emotes, as my Canadian brothers say. Twitch Prime, part of my uh, Twitch stream. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 
11 days until the suspension is over. I'm on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. I'm on YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube, brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Thank you so much. Okay. My pals at Horizon Hydroponics are inviting you to uh, call upon them if you need anything for your uh, indoor, outdoor grow. Okay, so you're growing indoors right now. Some beautiful, bold cannabis plants. And then when Mother's Day hits over here in the Midwest, you're going to put them in the ground outside. For any of the supplies that you need for your grow, I want you to call upon Horizon Hydroponics. That's H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Use the coupon code Zane Show at checkout. That will save you 10%. Thank you very much. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock, it's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell, three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Frank Fuss is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Um, you're married. You've got kids. You think you're all set. You know, you're doing great. You're, the family's growing. Everybody's healthy and happy. The words, what if? What if something terrible happens? An unforeseen catastrophic problem takes place. Where, well, you're not with the family anymore. You are at the Rainbow Bridge with all the puppies. I don't like thinking about that. You don't like thinking about that. But 
What you really don't want to have happen is while you're up there looking down at your beautiful family, they're struggling to make ends meet, okay, because you didn't buy a life insurance policy. Life insurance policies from my policy shop insurance, uh, you're not going to pay that much for a life insurance policy that's going to provide your family unbelievable coverage to be able to support them while they, you know, figure it out. Okay, and I guess depending upon how much, I mean, if you buy a ton of life insurance, your family doesn't have, your your wife doesn't have to work ever again. My God, that would be an incredible gift. The last thing you want is your poor wife or husband or whatever having to do a GoFundMe just to put you in the earth. Come on, get a life insurance policy. Call or text Frank today, 616-914-4070. Say, Frank, Eric Zane sent me. I need to know about life insurance. He will take care of the rest. His services don't cost anything. He's an expert. He'll help you. 616-914-4070. If when I talk about life insurance and you immediately start making excuses in your head, either, oh, that's not going to happen to me or, uh, oh, this or that, I'm talking to you directly. You are the one that's, that's it's going to happen to. For God's sake, don't do this. Get a life insurance policy. I can't be more clear on this. 616-914-4070. Excuse me. Uh, Still waiting on Rick about when we're going to schedule our next uh, big paintball event. We're standing on TC Paintball War number 18. And uh, hoping to God we get that done ASAP. If you want to schedule an event. Hang on. (laughs) Excuse me. TC Paintball, uh, you can probably do a lot of drop-in uh, stuff to show up during the week if you want, but on Saturdays, you got to schedule it. So you get the neighborhood kids together, maybe a bachelor party, your bro friends, your lady friends, whatever. Uh, schedule that, tcpaintballgr.com. Thank you so much to TC Paintball for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Sir Bob of Oliver says funerals ain't cheap. $9,000 on the cheap side. That is true. First time chat. Slender man therapy says cute dog. Thank you. That is Daisy. Daisy do right there. Uh, Arc flash 480 says probably good to get into hydro. Nothing going to grow outside with all the fallout. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Whew. What a day. Okay, I want to uh, get into a little bit on this Alec Baldwin thing. Because um, the husband... Oops, I hear something that I shouldn't hear. I thought I did. The husband of Helena Hutchins... Matt Hutchins spoke out to uh, Hoda Kotby from the Today Show. And um, that led to just, it happened just yesterday, and I'm going to get to it in a second. What he said, um, Alec Baldwin tweeted out or put out on Instagram uh, in Buddhism, being truthful goes simply goes beyond simply not telling lies. 
It means speaking truthfully and honestly, yes. But it also means using speech to benefit others and not to use it to benefit only ourselves. So that happened right after Matt Hutchins spoke to Hoda Kotb. And that moment is right here. Alec Baldwin um, called you afterwards and there was an embrace and a meal. What, tell me what that was like. Well, I feel like to understand that moment, you have to remember the, the shock we were in. And I spoke with Mr. Baldwin and was just looking for a way through the storm. Was, did he seem to- At that moment, Baldwin was like, thank God he's hugging me. He's not going to sue me. Little did he know. Distraught during that time. There were a lot of emotions, for yeah. sure, on yeah. both sides. Hutchins. Okay, he didn't say yes. So Hoda says, did he seem distraught? Now, uh, I would expect uh, Matt Hutchins to say, yeah, yeah. But no, he said there were a lot of emotions. He didn't say he was distraught. Well, I mean, holy shit. What was he doing? Was he smiling? Was he giving him a high five? Who's filed a civil suit against Baldwin and other producers and crew members on the film, now expressing outrage with Baldwin's recent interview, where he says the actor shifted blame over the death of his wife, Helena. I feel that, that, that uh, someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. Uh, but watching him, uh -oh. I just felt so angry. Just so angry to see him talk about her death so publicly in such a detailed way and then to not accept any responsibility after having just described killing her. He said essentially he felt grief but no guilt. Almost sounds like he was the victim. Oh, oh no. Hearing him blame Helena in the interview and, and shift responsibility to others and, and seeing him cry about it, I just feel like are we really supposed to feel bad about you, Mr. Baldwin? Okay. Hold on a second here. Um, what I don't understand. He's on the set. She's framing him up, doing what they're supposed to do, and then he lets go of the hammer, I guess, and then the gun goes off. How the fuck did the bullets get in there? That is the question. What is going on? Why were there bullets there in the first place? I, I've i never understood that. So, I guess, yes, we could determine that there is his, that he is responsible. But I, I would need to know, I would need, there, there's so much more information that has to come out before I can say such a thing but this guy's pissed because baldwin spoke about his wife in that interview with george george stephanopoulos so do you think that the the majority of the blame lays on alec baldwin the idea that the person holding the gun causing it to discharge is not responsible is absurd to me every individual who touches a firearm has a responsibility for gun safety wait a minute but it's a fucking prop gun this is a prop gun, and there's not supposed to be any bullets in it. So I think that the doesn't the 
I don't know. Shouldn't the rules be be different? That there, you're not expecting there to be any rounds in it. It's a prop gun in the first. Well, it's a real gun, but it should be being used as a prop. I don't know. I can't. I can't get behind that. But gun safety was not the only problem on that set. There were a number of industry standards that were not practiced. Like, and it, there's multiple responsible parties. The suit, which alleges at least 15 safety practices were disregarded on set, claims there Like, what are they? Someone tell me. ...was a wider culture of cost-cutting that ultimately led to Helena's death. In a statement, Baldwin's attorney says any claim that Alec was reckless is entirely false. In your mind's eye, what does justice look like? Yeah, we're pursuing justice every way we can, you know, with the lawsuit seeking to hold... Uh, accountable the people who are responsible for Helena's death which was totally preventable in the end you know justice won't bring Helena back but maybe the memory of her can help keep people safe and prevent something like this from ever happening again the American Film Institute, AFI, where Helena received a graduate degree in cinematography, established a scholarship in her honor. You feel her spirit in here at AFI? Right. Oh, I think that's part of her legacy. What is written there and why did you choose that? Permeates our lives. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about the breaking news today in Ukraine. Her entire family is from Ukraine and in the capital of Kiev. Ugh. He's carrying a lot. He also obviously had a lot of anger for Alec Baldwin. Fucking terrible year for that guy. And also, he just wanted people to know his wife. He felt yeah. like nobody knew her. So I think that was kind of his moment. Yeah. I think everybody's, I think, I think the world is done with Alec Baldwin. I think everybody is, hates Alec Baldwin now. Even all his old uh, counterparts at, at, at NBC there. Uh, Alec Baldwin is an egomaniac piece of shit. How do you know that? I don't understand that. Tell me how you know Alec Baldwin. Um, Ram says, what else are you paying the armory person for? Maureen says, Baldwin claims he never pulled the trigger that the gun misfired. Terry says, hey, Alec, karma, bitch. W what? What is it? Why do you guys hate this man so much? What is I'm curious. It might be uh, valid, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering where. Why do you all hate Alec Baldwin? Is it because he made fun of your fuck toy Trump? Is that what's going on here? Is it because you're mouthing Donald Trump's dick? And Alec Baldwin made fun of your master? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, Maureen says it's entirely, or uh, Bob says it's entirely possible. That's where the phrase going off half cock comes from, but the bigger issue is having the live round. To me, that's the story. The only thing that matters is uh, why there was a live round in there. I love all of you experts on Alec Baldwin's personality. Chris K says he has a pretty rich history of being an asshole. I can't, I can't get behind that. How the fuck can you possibly say that? 
Terry says, like you, he's in the public eye. We can make those assumptions quite easily. Well, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You only know me through a fucking monitor, you ding dong. Give me a break. Well, you know me a little bit. Uh, we've, we've interacted. There, Eric that you're watching is different than Eric uh, over at Irvine's hanging out with you to your fucking face. But this is bullshit. Uh, Corey says these losers hate Alec Baldwin because he's not a Trump lover. Well, I would say he's a Trump hater. And I agree with you. I think that all of you guys that are sitting there indicting Alec Baldwin, first of all, the husband hates Alec Baldwin because he killed his wife. So he's justified in hating Alec Baldwin. All of you ding-dongs are not. You don't know shit. You just want him to burn because he made fun of your fuckboy. That's what this is. Okay. If Baldwin has to check the gun, that is half the armory person's responsibility. Well, maybe me. I'm guessing. I don't know. There's there's, a, there's an, so much about this that I don't know. Okay. Here's things I don't know. I don't know if Alec Baldwin's an asshole like all of you ding-dongs seem to know. Uh, I don't know how the uh, weapon got a bullet in it. And that's the big one for me. And... He might be being held criminal. He might have put the fucking bullet in there. He might hate Ukraine and wanted to kill a Ukrainian chick. I don't know. Terry says, so you think it's okay to treat your daughter like a piece of shit? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Of course. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. Exhibit A. Hello? No, wait a minute. Exhibit A. Yes. No. Six years ago. <laughs> uh, Terry is referring to the moment when Alec Baldwin yelled at his daughter. Uh, Alec Baldwin voicemail years ago. He freaked out at the kid. And um, all we know is, is what you hear on the voicemail. And when you're a ding dong like Terry, you just assume he just called her and she was minding her own business and everything was hunky dory with the world. Hey, I want to tell you something, okay? And I want to leave a message for you right now. You see, this is all justified. I'd have done the same thing. I made an ass of myself trying to get to a phone to call you at a specific time. Yep. When the time comes for me to make the phone call, I stop whatever I'm doing, and I go and I make that phone call at 11 o'clock in the morning in New York, and if you don't pick up the phone, at 10 o'clock in Yeah, night. see? He planned it. He said, honey, I'm going to call you then, and uh, and then she didn't pick up the phone call, so I'd be pissed too. This is all. This is all above board. In fact... I think this is being expertly delivered at this point. This is a good call up to this point. Have that goddamn phone turned on. I want you to know something, okay? Uh, I'm tired of playing this game. I think the child in this is two and a half years old. I'm leaving. I might be wrong on that. Message with you to tell you you have insulted me for the last time. You have insulted me. You don't have the brains. Yep. 
It's still a good call. This is all above board. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 years old or that you're a child. Okay, I, I was a little off. pain in the ass who doesn't care about what you do as far as I'm concerned. You have humiliated me for the last yes. phone. Get her. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fly out there for the day just to straighten you out. Yes. You got hit her. Let you know just how disappointed in you I am and how angry I am with you that you've done this to me again. You've made me feel like shit and you've made me feel like a fool over and over. No. Six years ago. That gets a t- and over again. Yes. I am going to get on a plane. Yes. And I'm going to come out there for the day. And I'm going to straighten your ass. Get her. Out. Yes. You. Do you understand me? I'm going to really make sure you get it. Then I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to come home. So you better be ready Friday the 20th to meet with me. I would get off the plane wearing a boxing glove. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel. About what a rude little pig you really yes, are. Yes, yes. A rude, thoughtless little pig, okay? To replay this, man. I see nothing wrong with that phone call. That is a great moment in time. Terry says, for the record, you're the one who voted for Trump. Dump, don't lump me in. All right, well, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't have a voter roll that says, who did dumb, dumb Terry vote for? Uh, Kate says, calling her a pig was bad. Well, hold on a minute. Any parent who's worth anything calls their kids the worst names imaginable. Okay? That is called parenting. You're supposed to lose your mind when your kids are assholes. You're supposed to do that. Kate says, stop! I agreed with you. Yeah, I know. But you didn't agree with uh, the pig thing. No, you absolutely... This is, that's how you win. It's a war. You have to let them know when they're being assholes. All right. Patriot Nick is not giving in. He says that's probably the same conversation he had with the lady that he shot moments before he shot her. Well, you are a sick fuck is what you are. You are a sick animal. Calling a teenage girl a pig is bad. Well, of course it is. It's bad, but good. It's effective. And if a girl is being an asshole, you got to knock her down a peg. That's what any child, all children need to be called. Well, then what, what, what would be better? An asshole? A shithead? A pain in the ass? A loser? An idiot? That's what parents call kids. We all know it. Don't act like you haven't done it. You've all done this. Any one of you that hasn't lost your shit with a kid 
is a and says and acts like oh yeah this is terrible you are fucking liars you're you're liars and you're you're also pigs because you are lying to me and to my face right now don't try to tell me that with your new age bullshit that you uh are have, have haven't done that Jason Schaefer said, Ethan Crumbly's parents called him a pig. <laughs> Come on. Wingsguy71 says, every parent needs to have those rage outs. My mom called me a son of a bitch in a rage, and I will never let her forget that stupidity. LOL. Dennis says, I've bumped heads with my teenage daughter plenty, but never any name calling. Fuck that guy. I wonder what is the worst thing I've ever said to my kids. I'm going to try to get them all on individually. And see, and then we can see what they remember. And that's another thing. You can call them cocks and they'll probably forget. Hey, hang on a quick second. I was just playing a clip of Alec Baldwin Uh calling his daughter a pig. Uh, okay. year, years ago and I was saying that that's, that's good to do it is and I wanted to ask you what do you recall is the worst thing you have ever heard me say to you I think it was probably just recently when I told you to F off right yeah what did you say You um... no I told you to go F yourself yeah but you called me a name too and the F word, it was, I was in, and Ray was about the, uh, a spare tire, right? Yeah. I think that was the worst one. I think you called me the B word too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. And that was, this is like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's even more terrible when the person is an adult. Yeah. That was awful. I feel bad well, about I, that. Well, that's okay. Um, I think I, I don't think I called you a name actually. Maybe I did. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, what what did I call you? Do you remember when you were a little girl? If I ever called you something terrible, does anything stand out? Um, I don't think so. Okay. You've called me a pig before, but just like being funny when I was being like gross or something. Okay. No, no. The, he was Alec Baldwin. Was this is years ago? Was super mad at his twelve year old daughter, and he called her a pig. Oh, she's twelve. She was. Now she's old. What was the context? I'm not sure. It was only you could only hear his side of the conversation. Oh. And he was upset with her and he called her a rude, thoughtless little pig. Oh God. <laughs> um, all right. That's it. Um, you think Maddie's awake or is she, you know, uh having another bender with the sorority? Ugh. She might be awake. She might um you could try her. She either is getting out of class and is awake before like she takes a nap or something you could try all right all right do you remember the moment when you said dad hit her she's loud i don't remember it i I can't tell if i remember it or if i just have heard like this story so much all right okay i don't think so thank you i love you okay love you too okay bye bye terry says um Actually, Nick says, how awkward it would have gotten if she just responded to go fuck yourself with, okay. 
Melissa says, I lost my shit with my six-year-old for acting like a brat. And later on, she said, when you yelled at me, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Get it. Get it. I honestly feel that if our worst moments were recorded and the world were to be in the world could see it, um, we wouldn't do it anymore. Kyle wrote, that's what the South Park episode was. South Park does a good parody of this. Carmen and Baldwin have a new social media program called Shitter. It's where the internet hears all your thoughts. <clears throat> all right. I'm not going to call the rest of them because I'm great. Yeah. I probably haven't said anything that bad. Anyway. I would love to help you with your business. If you have a business, reach out to me, Eric at EricZancho.com. Uh, send me an email on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, and I will tell you how it works to market yourself on the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right. Just like my friends at Full House Comedy. Comedy coming to the area. If you want to see a comedy show this weekend, go to fullhousecomedy.com. If you want to get your car repaired, you take it to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. If you're like me, you have them fix your car, and then you leave it there for days. I've been so busy, I haven't even been able to go pick up the car. And I, there's no end in sight. It's not happening today either. I'll pay you guys today, but I got to pick it up tomorrow. And that's what's so great about it. Um, after hours pickup, it's quick and easy. If you ever uh, do need a repair and you cannot be without your car, rent one of their fine vehicles, and then you're taken care of. Um, and so whether it's preventative maintenance, scheduled maintenance, whatever it may be, a, a fix after something goes wrong, something's making a funny noise, take it over to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, oil changes, wheel alignment, fluid changes. I had about everything done on that 07 Accord to get it back in the fleet. When Jim put the new front bumper on, there is a, uh, it's called a cowl, C-O-W-L, on the inside of the wheel well. And it's designed so that when the shit flies off the road, it hits the inside of the wheel well and doesn't like hit the electronics inside of the motor area. Jim took it off. So they had to put a new cowl on. They put new spark plugs in. They changed. They fixed the leak in the power steering uh, thing. They put new power steering fluid in there. They put new radiator fluid in there. They put new transmission fluid in there. They uh, put new rotors on. And new brakes. They replaced the front headlight. Um, I think that's it. And just went over it with a fine tooth comb because that's what Madison has to drive. So that's a damn good feeling when they say this is everything and then it's to it's like a new car. Well, it's not like it's got 150,000 miles on it. He goes, he goes, Eric, this will run forever. We got you covered. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. E-R Vines, E-R-V-I-N-E-S dot com. A&E Heating and Cooling reminds you that if you need any type of scheduled maintenance on your furnace or your air conditioner, this is who you call. Uh, we're less than a month till spring starts, so it won't be long till we're getting out of the heating season. But you can still get that furnace clean. Some of you may be like, uh-oh, uh, I've got a problem. I don't know what the hell is going on. It might just be that since you don't do the regular maintenance, you need that thing cleaned. Sensors, filters, you know, stuff that you don't ever bother with because you're lazy. Well, A&E Heating and Cooling can get you uh, up and running if it's not running correctly. 
or if you need an after hours service call, God help you if that's the case, because you're going to have to pay up the ass for that, but he'll get your heat back on for you. If you need a new install of a furnace or an air conditioner, he'll install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. A and E heating and cooling at 616 516 8579. I got to pee. So I got to take a break. Stay with me. Did they install the autopilot? Did they refill the blinker fluid? All right. Stay with me. Now is the time for the WWE to bring back, you know, uh, you know, one of the storylines back in the day was Nikolai Volkov, the Soviet wrestler. And he and the Iron Sheik, the two of the, the greatest heel combination ever in the WWE. And they'd get in the ring before they'd fight like the Rock and Roll Express or Hulk Hogan or whatever. And uh, Volkov would sing the Russian national anthem. And he'd make you all stand. You know, stand, stand. He sings the Russian national anthem and then whatever. I mean, you can really amp it up right now. Like right now, they should have like the son of Nikolai Volkov. And he comes in with the flag or whatever. And then you have him uh, wrestling like, may, uh, who gives a shit? Some guy and call him uh, uh, Tito the Ukrainian. Who gives a shit? And then, like, light the Ukrainian flag on fire and shit, or I don't know, just really amp it up. Just that, that would be fantastic entertainment. And then have the Ukrainian, like, kill him. Actually, he dies in the ring. Ooh. That would be, <laughs> Chris says, Tito the Ukrainian. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not going to be Tito. I couldn't think of a name. I don't know why. I was thinking of Tito Santana. Well, you get the idea. I can't. I don't know what a good Ukrainian uh, name is. Uh, Fuck it. Uh, Cardiff Electric is here. He says, I'm still mad at you. I didn't know that. What the fuck are you mad about? Are you doing a uh, Twitch stream today, Cardiff? I could send the audience over to see you. I, I do check on you from time to time, and you're never, ever uh, doing your, your show. So that's weird. Well, I get done a little after 10, Cardiff, so I would love to send them your way for another riveting edition of uh, your Twitch stream, you know? Coco B. Ukrainian. Ivan, Ivan Ukrainian. All right, moving on. Another horrible story. Good news, bad news, because we're watching um, terrible people's lives uh, become even more terrible. And so that's a good thing. If the lives of terrible people are made more terrible, then that is a win. Now, I mean, like Alec Baldwin, we just talked about him. Now, that is not a terrible person. I don't, well, he might be a terrible person. I don't know that. All of you jackasses seem to know that Alec Baldwin is a terrible person. 
but I have no idea. No, no. Today, I'm, uh, I'm talking and I'm reasonably sure that the parents of Ethan Crumbly, James and Jennifer, are terrible people. And they're probably going to spend a long, long time in jail. Um, they, the parents, have been, um, have been ordered to stand trial for the manslaughter charges, several charges actually, in the case of their son killing four people in that school shooting. And um, as part of this, they busted out the little sick fucks uh, diary or journal because this, I tell you what, um, it's actually that this kid wrote all this shit down, what he was going to do, Ethan Crumbly. Um, not only is it going to lock up his parents for a long, long time, if not the rest of their natural natural lives, but you're getting an idea of how fucked up um, you that this kid was. A judge ordered James and Jennifer Crumbly to stand trial for their roles in the Oxford school shooting, concluding they could have stopped that rampage that was carried out by their troubled son. The judge decided that the involuntary manslaughter case against the Crumblies had enough evidence to proceed to court. Among other things, the judge heard entries from Ethan Crumbly's journal that were read aloud in court, including this one that brought the couple to tears. The kid wrote, I hope my parents can forgive me for what I do. And uh, so you're establishing this premeditated motive um, by the kid with that line right there. I mean, this kid is just screwed. Um, the only hope that this kid has of uh, is that he's insane, which he could be. I don't know. Uh, Crumbly wrote those words before prosecutors say he carried out the November 30th shooting, killed four classmates and injured seven others. This is a rough story, by the way. Some of you might be triggered by this. I'm just letting you know this is this is not good. Uh, the journal, which is now part of the official public record, the 15-year-old also blamed his parents. Quote, I will cause the biggest school shooting in Michigan's history. I will kill everyone I fucking see, the journal says. I have fully mentally lost it after fighting my dark side. My parents won't help me. The journal also added, the first victim has to be a pretty girl with a future so she can suffer like me. Wow. My God. What a fucked up kid. Perhaps most chilling. I would say that's the most chilling. Said Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald was this excerpt. I have zero help with my mental problems. And it's causing me to shoot the school. My parents won't listen to me. They listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'm No, come on. But no, where it says my parents won't listen to me, that's the end of the quote. So he says it right there. And then the mom and dad, look at these two. Look at this. They're crying. Oh, my God. 
So he had made it clear, hey, I'm having a tough time. And, and these they're like, ah, fuck you. What the fuck? The journal entry was among many pieces of evidence that I actually, you know, hearing that, um, I have less hate for the kid now. I, and there's a part of me that feels bad for him. How do you feel about that? I have zero help with my mental problems, and it's causing me to shoot the school. My parents won't listen to me. In all of these school shootings, I don't know if it's because I just didn't pay attention because it wasn't as close to home as this one is, but I have never heard that clear of a description for motivation than that. Describing why and and what's going on in the noggin of the killer. He says it right there. He's completely blaming the parents. My parents won't listen to me. Holy shit. Excuse me. Too busy riding horses, having affairs, and growing pot in the basement. Um... Drew Vanderwey says he's passing blame. He's a narcissist and a perpetual victim. That argument can absolutely be, be made. I think the ch- uh, parents should be charged with first-degree murder, not manslaughter. Bullshit. If he was supposedly that in tune with his mental health issues and realized he needed help, he would have sought out help elsewhere like school counselors or something. Yeah, well, I think that the case can be, I think all of those comments can uh, have to be considered here. The journal entry was among many pieces of evidence that convinced 52 to 3 I'm sorry, 52-3 District Court Judge Julie Nicholson to order the Crumbly parents stand trial. The court finds that the deaths of the four victims could have been avoided if James and Jennifer Crumbly exercised ordinary care and diligence in the care of their son, Judge said. James and Jennifer Crumbly are accused of making the gun used in the November 30th shooting available to the teen and failing to intervene when he showed signs of mental distress Ethan Crumbly is charged as an adult with first-degree murder, assault with intent to murder, terrorism, and gun charges. On on cross-examination, defense attorney Shannon Smith argued there is no evidence. This is uh, their, their attorney, the mom and dad. There is no evidence in the journal that Ethan told his parents that he planned to carry out a mass shooting, nor is there evidence that his parents knew he would do this. Earlier Thursday, an Oxford High School counselor testified that Ethan Crumbly's mom and dad appeared cold in the office on the morning of the shooting, never hugging or touching their son, who had just drawn a violent picture of a gun and the words, my life is useless and the thoughts won't stop. Help me. God, every time I hear that that scenario took place, I'm like, how can that counselor, these parents... Allow this to happen. How? 
The counselor, Sean Hopkins, offered for the first time a glimpse into what happened in the school on the day before and of the shooting. His testimony quickly triggered a sharp rebuke from the defense who grilled the counselor about why he let Ethan Crumbly return to class. I think that's fair. That day, after just telling the court he feared the student had suicidal thoughts and was not getting support from his parents, you could have said he has to leave. The defense attorney, Shannon Smith, told the counselor, I could have stated that. Correct. Hopkins responded, oh. God, that school is so sued. He just said under oath, yeah, I could have. Oh, shit. As you know, I've been very hard on that school. They're shitty. This this counselor needs to be fucking arrested. This is a horrible, horrible, uh, uh, awful malfeasance. This man needs to be arrested and charged, this, counsel, this, this counselor. He should be charged with involuntary manslaughter, in my opinion. Are you aware that the gun was in his backpack? Defense attorney asked. I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't you say I didn't know? Are you aware the gun was in his backpack? The answer was, I don't know. Well, he didn't say no. Smith asked Hopkins if he ever contacted Child Protective Services about Ethan Crumley, arguing that uh, that's required by school officials who suspect children are in danger. Hopkins, the counselor, said that he asked the parents to take their son home, but when they said it wasn't an option, he said he gave them 48 hours to get the boy into therapy, and then he would call CPS. Two lawsuits have been filed against the school district over the shooting, alleging school officials made several missteps that put students' lives in danger. All right, there's more to this. I'll let you check it out on your own. What a shit show. Back to link it up here, but I'll put it in the show notes. But for those of you on Twitter or on Twitch who want to make a uh, copy it and check it out later, there you go. <clears throat> the school is going to throw this guy under the bus. Send him to the hospital. His parents aren't the only qualified individuals for dealing with kids with a mental illness. I wouldn't take anything from the school as credible info. They're still trying to cover their ass. Nick follows up with, I think we should, we need to string them up, hang them high in the town square. Public executions really drove the desire, really drove down the desire to commit violent crimes. Yeah, I don't, yeah, you know, I understand that, uh, but, I mean, when I hear about that, I think about, like, where my dad used to live in Iran. And uh, it's kind of fucked up over there. So, I mean, this is a civilized country. It's a little weird. <clears throat> Fucking terrible. Okay. Um, that concludes the awful stories today on the Eric Zancho podcast. But I'm not done. Because I have to share something with you that I am so stoked about. And I'm going to give you the background of it. It's it's a song um, and a video that accompanies it. So I've seen it once or twice. And I've fallen in love with... 
what is her name? Mama Mihirangi. Mama Mihirangi. Or Mama? Maymay. It's Maymay Mihirangi. She is an indigenous singer from New Zealand. Maymay Mihirangi. Or Mihirangi. I think that's how you say it. And you're like, what? I'll fill you in on everything in a second. But I've got to... I'm, I'm battling the clock here. So bear with me. I apologize for this. First of all... Um, Homework assignment. You got to listen to the Just Chirpin podcast. I made an appearance with the boys on Tuesday. And let me see if it's up right now. We had a great time. My God, that's a damn good podcast. I bust their balls. But man, they are real and raw and more, much more emotional than I give them credit for. I make them sound like a bunch of uh, uh, idiots chirping each other. But there's so much more to it than that. We started out, first of all, I was busting balls on the website. And honestly, the website's fine. I just need something to make fun of. Um, But this is the new episode right here. Episode 50. Brent is back. Brent had, I guess, hadn't been there. Uh, and he showed up to this podcast and didn't want really to do the podcast. He was down. He didn't feel good mentally. He was having a bad day. And I don't know what about. I didn't ask. I just know he didn't feel that great. But um, we started talking. And then he came around really quick and kind of stole the show on the fucking thing. We had a great conversation. They asked me a lot of questions about podcasting and getting started. And a lot of like history stuff about uh, me and and uh, I I just love those guys. So thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. It was a joy. You can hear Just Chirpin uh, on Spotify. Also, uh, I think that's Odyssey, YouTube. Uh, they're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And Stitcher, Just Chirpin, J-U-S-T-C-H-I-R-P-I-N. Or go to their website, justchirpin.com, and listen to the podcast. So we talked for about an hour and nine minutes. Or a little, they they went for about an hour and nine minutes. I was a little less than that, but uh, good time there. Just chirping. Check out the podcast. These four dudes who just sit back. Yes, they talk some hockey, but um, more like the stories that surround their nonsense because they're chirping each other. They're like busting each other's balls. It's a good time. Uh, also required listening is Threads podcast. Um, those boys over there. Uh, that would be, of course, um, threadspodcast.com. Mike and Jason, hands in website. I think a new episode drops today. Um, because the last, yeah, I think today. That would make sense because the last one was uh, last Friday. So look for that. They usually go about an hour. They sound great. And uh, they do a hell of a job. Threads podcast life unfiltered. So a lot of required listening for you. You can find Threads Podcast wherever you download podcasts. Now, to you boys at Just Chirpin, you see how easy that is? That way I don't have to say like individual spots to get it. I just say it's everywhere. Wherever you download podcasts, you get Threads Podcast. You got to make that happen. I should introduce you guys to the folks over at Red Circle, uh, Just Chirpin. 
because they handle all that stuff. You just put it to one spot and it goes on all of them. And it doesn't cost you anything. Okay. I should introduce you to the folks at uh, Red Circle. That's what, that's what we should do. All right. Threads podcast. Oh, man. I'm going to rattle through a bunch of sponsors here. I'm not going to lie to you. And I don't want you to bump ahead. But I get talking. I get on a, on a fucking roll. And then I got to rattle off the sponsors. One way or another, the sponsors are getting in. So here you go. I hope you're ready. Tag accounting. Get your taxes done. I'm getting mine done Tuesday. 616-301-9516. If you have a business, have them do all your business taxes. 616-301-9516. Anywhere in the United States, reach out to TAG. The Tax Hobbit will do your taxes for you. So simple. Call, say where you heard it from, me, and that you want Troy to do your taxes. They will give you all the direction you need, no matter where you are in the U.S., and your taxes will be done for you expertly and perfectly. Awesome. Thank you. 616-301-9516. Flooring. Have it installed by Bennett Flooring Installation. I have a grand total of zero emails for the great flooring giveaway. Down on your luck? Could use a new flooring install? Reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com, as to why. Nominate yourself. Don't be shy. Tell me why this is going to help you uh, so dramatically. Give me the details. Don't be shy. Send it along. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Bennett Flooring Installation is giving this away to some recipient, to one recipient. It'll be the third time that Jacob and Jason have done it. In the meantime, if you're getting flooring installed or you want flooring installed, have them install it for you. You do all the dirty work. They do the finished product and put down the flooring. 616-318-0167 for an estimate. The flooring you buy, I want you to get it at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Along Chicago Drive behind Little Caesars, Big building, small red sign. Johnson Carpet, one floor and home discount outlet. You guys need a bigger sign over there. You know? Um, There's a big sale coming up in March that I'm going to talk about next week. But if you go there this weekend, mention my name, and you'll save 10% on whatever you decide to get. Johnson Carpet, one floor and home discount outlet. In Granville, Michigan, Chicago Drive, behind the Little Caesars. Check them out online if you need to. Just click on their logo at ericsaintshow.com. Okay. Uh, I was going to do six sponsors, but I'm not. I'm only doing three there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play for you this um, music video. And then I'm going to do my final sponsors and then do the asshole of the day. I need a drink. You're going to love this. I'm telling you. just dribbled now i got my fingers crossed that i will not get a copyright strike here but i've seen so many people um who by the way aram writes i know a guy with a basement that is not getting done can they help with that hey uh no no i'm i would decline that because i am not in need uh i can do it 
Thank you very much. You know what is not a reason to get a new install of flooring? Because you're busy. Okay? I earn money. I'll take care of it myself. Thank you, though, for the thought, snarky jerk. Okay. I have to share this video with you. Um, Kenny says, people play music all the time on here. Twitch will just mute that portion of the show for rewatches. Well, I'm hoping to slide this one by the goalie because it's like charitable. Uh, Playing for Change is an organization that um, I think they're trying to raise money for like the environment or something like that. Net proceeds will go to organizations that prioritize real-time solutions that facilitate environmental justice and sustainability. That sounds very woke. Including Conservation International, American Rivers, World Wildlife Fund, Reverb, and the PFC Foundation. Part of the funds of this will advance education programs led by the PFC Foundation with the support of UNFPA to positively impact adolescents and youth worldwide. Well, that all sounds great. In 2007, the Playing for Change Foundation was established as a 501c3 nonprofit organization created to inspire, connect, and bring peace to the world through music. Our mission, our mission is to create positive change through music and arts education. As one of our standards, as, I'm sorry, as one of our students in Nepal stated, Music is an indispensable part of life. You cannot live without music. Well, that's a lie. We couldn't agree more. At the Playing for Change Foundation, we live our lives by this principle and apply it to everything we do. All right, so you get the idea there. These are sweet people trying to make the world a better place. All right? Kenny says, I couldn't live without music. You don't listen to music. You need to change that to say, I couldn't live without the noise that I play. All right? That's shit. You listen to shit music. John Paul Jones, the legendary bass player from Led Zeppelin, is in on this. You might recognize Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi from the Derek Trucks or uh, Trucks Tedeschi bl- band. I almost said bland. The drummer from Jane's Addiction. You might recognize that dude. And I think that's about it. There's a lot of uh, international artists that play some funky ass instruments and things that you haven't heard that have undisputable, incredible talent. They're playing from different, very scenic, picturesque spots on the map, and they blend it all together to make an amazing version of the song When the Levee Breaks, which I didn't know was made back in, like, many, many years ago. Led Zeppelin uh, did their own version of it, but they, this is not their song. All right, that's all the background you need. Make sure I have the sound in the video or this is going to be very embarrassing. I think I'm set. Please, there's one moment in the middle of it, second verse, when 
uh, I fell in love with Meme Mihirangi. And you'll see why. You'll be like, what the? I was so turned on by Meme Mihirangi, the indigenous New Zealand singer. I am flat out in love with this lady. Okay, here you go. When the levee breaks. Look at that. Okay, here we go. Flood, flood torn area. I'm not going to talk. Here we go. sex with her right on top of that mountain. Tadeshi. 
two. I want to have sex with him, too. Teen Wong. Oh my God. That was an orgasmic experience. I am a puddle. Wow. I'm telling you, man, that is fantastic. It's better than the... I would prefer... I prefer that over Led Zeppelin. Okay? Ugh. Boomer Bob says, It's a well-done cover and has relented people on it. I think he means talented people on it. And then he wrote, But I grew sick of this song 35 years ago. No, that's a new coat of paint. You're stupid. That's why you live in Alabama, dumbass. Aram says, I'm re-watching that. I will send you the link, my friend. There you go. Oh. My God, did I love that. And I am just in love with uh, May May... Mihirangi, oh my God. All of the women on there. I wanted to have sex with every woman on there. Holy shit. Eric is turned on. If the queen of the forest was here right now, she'd have a ding dong in the spot where baby come, where babies come out right now. I sent you the wrong link. Oh, sorry. Let me get to the right link. 
Oh, 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 oh. Hold on. There it is. Incredible. Kate says he's like a two-year-old. Who, me? Uh, what am I? I'm, a, I'm like a two-year-old? No, I'll tell Diana. She says, I'm telling Diana. I'm going to tell Diana that I want to have sex with all those women. And I only want to have sex with their voices. No, not not really. Uh, Maymay Mihirangi, whatever her name is. I actually want to have sex with her. While she's wearing that, uh, that whatever that was she was wearing. She was wearing like... Um, uh, fucking Victoria's Secret. All right. I love that so much. Hold on a second here. Gotta see that part again. <laughs> Gotta see May May one more time. How, uh, I like how this guy here, the one dude is playing in like Venice, California, and then some asshole on a mountain bike goes driving through the shot. Right here. Ben Lee. Look at it. Hey, hey, what's going on? Get out of the shot, dick. Derek Trucks plays two different guitars in this song. She's too young. She's too young. I don't like her. I like the chick in the background behind her. What a fun thing. This is absolutely spectacular. Oh, my God. Uh, Adam says polka wantas. Oh, my God. All right. There you go. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. There we go. Playing for change when the levy breaks. Boomer Bob with the dumb comment. Um, all right. Now, see, Kenny, that's, the, that's called music. That is called music. I wonder what you think of that. If you see that. And you notice how it like affected people. It like people uh, dance to it. People enjoy it. That's because it's music. You don't listen to music. You need to listen to that more often. So uh, go to that and then get rid of all that other shit you listen to and you will be better off. Your life will change for the better. You know? JM Synthetic says, why do they always hold their headphones like they're putting a hand on it? Is it doing anything? I think they're able to uh, uh, 
I, th- I know for me, when I do PA, I always go like this because I don't have headphones. When I do PA at the basketball game, I always do this because I cannot hear the PA. I need to hear what's coming out of the speaker, so I always do that so I can hear it. They want to be able to hear their voice better, so they push it onto their head, one side, and then it uh, it all these noise that's affecting it. Like the, you know, the fully enclosed headphone is what you want, but you want it to really really get on your head so that no other, and you want to know exactly how you're sounding so that you're not flat or sharp. If she can hear 100% what she's doing on one side, she's able to, you know, that's at least what I think. Do you think she'd piss on the guy on stage? That's great. That is funny. All right could not get enough of that song. And when I'm done with the show, I'm going to play it again. And I might even have a moment. Totally kidding. No, I just love her. If you can't tell, if you can't already tell. Bosco's Pub, March 14th, 6 p.m. That is a Monday. Uh, We'll check you out in Hudsonville, Michigan at Bosco's Pub. Go there for the burgers. Stay there for the booze. Open at um, starting at 1130 Monday. I'm sorry, Wednesday through Saturday on into the night till you close it down. Monday and Tuesday, they open up at 4 p.m. Bosco's Pub. We will see you there. Bruce, no. On March 14th at 6 p.m. No, don't lick your paws. That's bad. No, no, no. Don't do that. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the show. Blue Frost IT, online at bluefrostit.com. 616-285-50 for your small or medium-sized business. You have a tech department now. Congratulations. Because otherwise, if something goes wrong, if you have to take all your shit over to some computer shop in town or whatever, Best Buy, I mean, my God, what up? You might as well just shut the business down. Uh, have a uh, tech department ready to go at your beck and call with Blue Frost IT. And if you're getting ready to upgrade with new computers, don't just go and buy what you think is appropriate. You got to buy the right stuff. Get a complimentary consultation first from Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50. And last but not least, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Thank you. 231 332 no matter where you are in the U.S., with the exceptions of South Carolina, Alaska, Hawaii, and Maine, call Mario for a mortgage, 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay, who is the asshole of the day? Uh, yesterday it was Putin, and I think we could... Uh, Put him on there every day, frankly. He's uh, he's a maniac dictator who wants to take over. uh, Well, I don't know. Maybe he wants to take over the world. God help us all if he does. We won't be doing that. uh, I won't have to worry about uh, selling insurance plans anymore if that's the case. That's unbelievable. Uh, Problem with the shot clock again at the old basketball game. I saw a five-foot-eight-inch man dunk. We relive Spud Webb's madness. The NFK has a busy day with your old pal Eric today. Ukraine. 
killing good in the neighborhood with the Applebee's commercial on the split screen on CNN. That was horrible. The locals told to make Molotov cocktails and be expected to defend the country against Russia. That's bullshit. Ethan Crumbly's parents. Oh, my God. Alec Baldwin in the crosshairs from Matt Hutchins. I'm not buying that for a second. I know all of you are throwing Baldwin under the bus. And, ah, oh, yeah, it's terrible. I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Team Baldwin all day. I didn't even get to the story about the cop wrongfully fired that was sent in. Just a shit show amount of horrible stories today. <sighs> but I'm, I'm narrowing it down to President Zelensky for telling his uh, uh, people in his country to uh, make Molotov cocktails. Um, Ethan Crumbly's parents. Putin and Matt Hutchins. Helena Hutchins' widowed husband for throwing Alec Baldwin under the bus. Adam says people who hate vinyl should be asshole of the day. How about the pilot who scared the baby? Yeah, I think the pilot did more than scare the baby. Asshole of the day, Alec Baldwin for pretending he's a victim. Asshole of the day, anyone who wants to turn a blind eye to Ukraine right now. Well, no, wait a minute, you ding dong. What, well, what is a watchful eye? Tell me. Going like this, tisk tisk to Putin. There is nothing that can be done. Nothing. Unless you want the U.S. to invade and start a war, World War Three. That is, a, if you're describing that as a blind eye, that is what is required. We're not getting into another motherfucking war. I hope. Yeah, no, that's not happening. They need the world's help to stand up to Russia. Well, no, uh, there's been a lot of countries in the past that have needed help to stand up to other countries. We are not the world's keeper. We need, we shouldn't do that. Otherwise we would be in wars every single a new war every single day, week, month. So, no way. Fuck that. Mutually assured destruction is what you would be doing if you decided to do that. School counselor for asshole of the day. I don't know. That's a fact, Eric. Yeah, you know no facts, Nick. All you, the only fact that you know, Nick, is that shoes with 11-inch soles would make you five feet tall. That's the only fact you know. And that your beard looks terrible. Those are facts. We should not get involved in this. Oh. Nick says, I was agreeing with you, dumbass. Oh, sorry. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
You're still little. <laughs> uh, Kyler says, asshole of the day is my wife, Tracy, for thinking that you are actually funny, damn it. Well, it's about fucking time she woke up. I don't know who's going to be the asshole of the day. And I got to get the hell out of here. So, all right, Cardiff, I'm going to send them over to you. So go live. Are you live yet? I think you are. I'm expecting you to play some bass for these people. Okay. Ethan Crumbly's parents are once again the TC Paintball JM Synthetics asshole of the day. Kate is already saying she is not going to enjoy your show, Cardiff. That is rude. Why would you do that? I don't know why anybody would have a problem with Cardiff Electric. That is the greatest podcast on the internet or whatever. Internet or whatever he says. I don't, I don't, why is everybody saying bad things? Fuck off with the Cardiff nonsense. But what? Is Cardiff still on WATP's shit list? Well, I don't know. That's a great question you can ask Cardiff. Because I'm going to send you over to the Cardiff Electric, po- uh, Cardiff Electric Podcast right now. I don't know what he's doing today, but I expect great things. All right. I'm going to play a little ad here, and then I'm going to send you off. Don't go anywhere. We're going to raid Cardiff. It's coming, Cardiff. All right. And I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Here we go. Enjoy the day, folks. Talk to you. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.